Hello and uh, welcome everyone. Well, this is No Bullshit Gaming Podcast Two and a Half Gamers. And uh, this is session one, so welcome again. This is actually a safe space for all of us and, and you as well. So we are trying to bring you the feel of 4 a.m. conference discussion about gaming industry. So uh, let's let's just dive in. Uh, so my name is Matej, I will be the host. And uh, here's Felix and Jakub with Hello me. There. Hey, guys. Hey, man. Hey, uh, yeah, let's let's do let's do an intro. Uh, Felix, start. Let's uh, yeah, let's start with you, Felix. Then Je- then Jakub, and then I will do the uh, uh, as the new addition. The yeah. So I'm Felix. Uh, right now, I am the, the director of uh, ad monetization at Network Inc., which meant that up until yesterday, uh, I pretty much was looking after all our first party and our third party games, all from an ad monetization perspective. And yeah, we'll get into the news of what happened yesterday as well. But we can, yeah, I'll pass it along to Rima for now. Nice. <laughs> okay. Uh, names Jacob or Jakub or Rimo or JR, whatever you want. Depends. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Doctor. Uh, <laughs> main job is pretty much game we'll design, but currently I'm heading head of monetization at Triplight, but pretty much going all around the circle through like monetization ads game design, system design, and all that nice game designing stuff. So that that's my angle here. Nice. And uh, my name is Matej. Uh, it's not Matej, so <laughs> just for everybody to know. So I've been in the industry for nine years, um, working as a uh, UA independent consultant, working with some um, developers around the world right now, having a team of uh, motion designers, and um, yeah, trying to grow games out there. Do we need another podcast? Most probably no, but uh, (laughs) why not? So, um, and what is this going to be about? Most probably all the news around us, but also some sort of educational layer we would love to have here because, you know, we have game design, UA and admon, so we can discuss plenty of stuff. And uh, I've been writing a blog as well. So uh, UA will be definitely covered in the in the future. Felix from the admin side as well, and Jakub, I hope something from the from the game design. I'm not sure if that's the game design is that uh, <laughs> exciting, though. but it's gaming industry <laughs> and gaming related, definitely. So I think we can start with some news, which uh, which happened last last week or well, very recently. And my favorite uh, topic from last week or this week was the <laughs> two LAPD cops or officers were fired for playing Pokemon Go on duty. I mean, <laughs> this is amazing. I mean, so you're, you're, a, you're on, the, on a duty and instead of uh, helping others, you're just trying to, to catch a Snorlax. Obviously, I, I get it. Snorlax is pretty rare Pokemon, but still, come on. <laughs> I read uh, an, uh, a Twitter thread about, about this and like the whole report. And it was just hilarious. I mean... This just, wanna... this just proves the strength that Pokemon Go is still running strong after all those five years. I just want to ask you, Remo, like, I'm really curious to get your like insight on this, because this must be like the holy grail of a game designer, that you design a game that's so addictive and so good that basically like police officers negate like <laughs> safety, public safety to play the game. <laughs> it, it's, a, it's a really good pressure play here, because keep in mind that uh, you cannot really, you know, if Snorlax spawns somewhere, you cannot really hope that it will be there after you like take care of the robbery. 
So, you know, then you <laughs> have to choose. A store like this is definitely <laughs> way more important than, than uh, helping in a robbery. I get it. Yeah, well. but the, the, the pressure play here is pretty good. And, and always, uh, even if you remember during the pandemic, Pokemon Go adjusted their game rules and game mechanics to be, let's say, more smooth according with the limitations of the pandemic. So that that's really smart from the development team, like keeping up with all these. And that also states like how this game is still popular, especially in Japan that it still played so well and like it's grossing really well but yeah it's not only in japan but across the world as well i mean there was the hype when uh, it, it launched launches well, launched obviously um <laughs> back in days and then uh there were some rumors like yeah well pokemon go is dead well nobody's playing it anymore well <laughs> come on <laughs> even after these years a lot of people still playing it and uh yeah as you said Jakub, it's uh, it's grossing really well i mean so uh definitely not going anywhere have they had a follow-up like success after Pokemon Go? I know like Settlers of Catan, like they can't yeah, they have, like, during development. Numerous <laughs> like geo geolocation games uh, trying to catch up on the market. But I think there's just uh, the other one from Japan, the Dragon Quest Walk one. But that's only, I think, specific for Japan. That's like grossing ludicrous numbers. But other than that, I think there's the Ludia no, no, one. Nobody knows, the... nobody knows that game but you. I mean, I've never heard of it. Yeah, Look it at the charts like, oh, well. and you will see it in top, top 100. <laughs> yeah, well, but then, then yeah, yeah, the, the Catan thing was, was cancelled, well, obviously. I mean, the Harry Potter thing was also cancelled, that yeah. didn't go well. And well, I think the Jurassic, <laughs> Jurassic thing from Ludia was the, like one of the more successful ones, but still not uh, really close to the scale that Pokemon yeah, Go is Yeah, there is also doing. like Walking Dead uh, game, yeah. uh, but still, well, who, yeah. plays, who plays that? Is there any other IP that would actually fit that Geo style, Remo? Or, like, I can't think of any other I IPs. I think lots of IPs would fit that style, like even Harry Potter, but the execution wasn't that good. And you need to keep in mind that Pokemon Go is pretty much Pokemon in real life. Like, the, like the team and the game and the mechanics fit so well. So uh, it, how, how would uh, Harry Potter actually fit this? I mean, seriously, like... I don't see it. Not how it was done currently. The, oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm not yeah, saying yeah, I know course. the answer. I just know it doesn't ah, okay. fit like it is now. I mean, I mean the the Harry Potter, the new Harry Potter game, which is really popular now in China. That's that's yeah. For really instance, that's that's grossing really well, and yeah, I, I, that's, that's more of a card game. Dude, yeah, yeah. Th there's no geolocation. So no, no, no. That's not. Well, uh, I worked on uh, on one uh, um, Men in Black geolocation game, and uh, well, that's not out there yet anymore <laughs> as well. So. <laughs> Oh, it's it's pretty tough. I mean, it, there was the, definitely the hype uh, when the Pokemon Go um, launched, and like everybody wanted to jump on this uh, ship as well. But mm, well, not everything is suitable for it, I guess. Do do any of these stories actually mention if these police officers managed to catch the Snorlax as well, or? Well, I hope they, they did. Well. I, I hope, hope they so. Did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because well, if if I get fired and I don't catch the Snorlax, <laughs> I would be definitely pissed. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's the big one that's been circling around the industry that's pretty much taking everyone's attention is that stores are losing slowly their monopolies and uh, store cuts and third-party payment gains are being uh, talked about more and more. So again, the first one to bite the dust is South Korea with their uh, new law that's pretty much forcing also Apple, not only Google now, to pretty much be able to or let's say let developers use third-party payment gates, which in the other end, uh, as Google said, still will mean that they will take some of the revenue, even though it won't be going through their payment gate system. 
Well, it's amazing. Well, it's a <laughs> perfect business model. So you are you are paying or like using the third-party payment and uh, paying Apple and Google as well for using the third-party payment. Seriously. But, but is, isn't this <laughs> the play here that like they can just keep you know getting lower and lower the the, the payment cut until they corner out all the other third-party payment gates who just add on top of that because it would still mean you know you need to go more than that. So let's say if default is i think like it was 15 percent yeah in south korea then they said like 11 percent if you don't use them so if you take any other service that takes like five percent on top of that so you're still 16 percent which is still more than what yeah. they would take so then but why also, would you switch yeah but this also puts pressure on the third-party payments as well i mean look xolite takes what five percent so you know if they if they won't be used then uh you know they might consider like you lowering the the fee as well. Yeah, so it, it becomes a margin game. Yeah, well, well, of course. Overall, though, it's an amazing thing that they're actually decreasing it. Like it's, yeah, yeah, it's a great thing. <laughs> yeah, like ho hopefully this will bring a lot more power to the developers, but we'll see because I, I guess this year we're entering this whole cross-platform period where everybody's looking pretty much how to like disconnect from, from all of these in a way that the stores are not how they used to be like five years ago as for their advantages. Well, not five years, even like more. As soon as the App Store changed their uh, layout and uh, introduced the two-day featuring and all, all this shit, the featuring stopped matter anymore. I mean, like, like yeah, they, they don't matter anymore because you get, what, like 1,000, 10,000 users instead of million users before. I mean, seriously, for that, like taking 30%. Yeah, I don't see that as a as a very good bargain. But you, you've been doing UA for quite a while now. Like, when would you say actually it stopped mattering? Like, how many years ago did it become insignificant to get yeah. featured? I think the, what was it, two thousand eighteen, nineteen ish, so or maybe somewhere around that. Because I remember we had uh, the very big featuring for Diggy's Adventure, and uh, on Google Play we had uh, the Hero Banner in the US and we were able to get like 1,200,000 installs in a week. And uh, <laughs> after that, in like, uh, after a year, maybe two years, the featuring on Google Play, even like with the same um, uh, um, geos and placements, um, I think I saw like, what, like 120,000 installs? And it's like difference one or two years. And now, I mean, we had a we had a very good featuring on Google Play, uh, right, Arimo, like a couple of mm. weeks ago, for for Battle Legion, and there is like, what, twenty thousand users, thirty thousand users, no, it's, almost, it's not almost nothing. Yeah. So well. But but you also need to think about these other games that are pretty much, uh, they have been cultivating their organic traffic from the beginning of the app stores, pretty much that are still getting like lots, lots, and lots of installs, but not the newcomers, definitely. That like, if, if like your game something completely new or you're not named Supercell, like yeah, the organics nowhere there. So it's more of a UI game if your CPI is higher than your LTV. Well, if your CPI is higher than your LTV, then you're pretty much screwed. Uh, the other way around, of course, okay. sorry. <laughs> 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 yeah, okay. Lego delays Overwatch 2 set over Activision Blizzard harassment scandal. Well, uh, I think we discussed this uh, on, a, on a different podcast with Remo. Like, Bobby Kotick is uh, definitely not going anywhere, it seems. Uh, <laughs> but uh, 
other companies are not happy about uh, what's happening at, uh, at Blizzard, and well, they can't blame them. So, uh, like this is like one more uh, that is uh, trying to delay uh, what's uh, what's what's coming, which is yeah. a bit sad. So I'm not sure like how long uh, Bobby will stay there, but uh, we can yeah we can make a bet. And uh, I like to call him Bunker Bobby. He's not going anywhere. <laughs> He's going to be taken out there by force. Like, <laughs> but but is is isn't the like most of the let's say senior talent like already leaving blizzard in so much oh, droves yeah. that yeah that yeah, yeah, yeah. I, i have to i uh, yeah so if you if you actually type the uh, into the google like the the most used uh image <laughs> in 2021 the first uh first um uh, image that will pop up is the the orc in front of the blizzard <laughs> company <laughs> building it's like all it was all over the linkedin almost like for last couple of what like four months three months so it's uh it's ridiculous i mean 17 years old experience 15 10 it's everybody's leaving yeah the brain drain is pretty high but uh, at least like you, you will see because i think this year it should be the year where lots of the even before like when a lot of people left this should be the year that they should be able to show some of the work they've been working on in the meantime so i guess a lot of a lot of interesting things will pop out of this. Have you guys also noticed like on LinkedIn, there was just so many times I saw like these promoted posts from Blizzard where it's like a new joiner, that's a woman that's joining and she's like standing there and it's like once every like week for like three weeks in a row. And it just felt like so corporate whitewashy. I don't know, like just trying to like to paint another narrative. Man, it like I'm not sure if it's that much fun working at Blizzard right now. Like, oh yeah, well, you can you can you can call Jessica from the QA. Uh, she will she will tell. Yeah, yeah she, that was a great post on the LinkedIn by her. Yeah, that what was, was this? I, I missed this. I missed this completely. She, she 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 did resign and leave like a really really big post and like really spicy one for for Bobby especially. But then she actually. Uh, after after she left, I think uh, a week or two after that. She posted also her salary, uh, like the she earned sixty thousand per year in in Blizzard. I mean in US, I mean that's pretty low. So and then like they they wanted to uh, to get the raise, and uh, what Blizzard did, they fired everybody. <laughs> what a what oh. a great way how to how to get the raise. So it's like this is this is ridiculous. Uh, bunker Bobby, yeah. <laughs> but but this also like goes into like that the gaming industry doesn't work like it worked before where you could pretty much offset a lot of the benefits just to the fact that you are working on an IP that you have grown up with because that's how the whole thing kind of started that people took the jobs because they wanted to work on World of Warcraft they wanted to work on Diablo and stuff that, that they grew up with and they consider it to be like their dream job just because they're doing that nowadays if you look at like the competition especially from Riot's side like it won't won't be enough at all to keep the the best talent oh it was like a, yeah from from blizzard blizzard fuck i can't even speak today from blizzard uh there's like a lot of companies actually uh new companies are um popping up as well so we'll be definitely interested to see what's uh what games uh will again like uh, be published by these uh really talented guys from blizzard that uh, started their own companies That, that, that's the that's the Dreamhaven company from X Blizzard CEO, and yeah. he have like four X Blizzard teams working on separate games. So there's gonna be a lot of them, definitely. I'm excited about that. Let's see what happens with there. <laughs> yeah. Okay, 
moving on, uh, GameStop on the table. <laughs> I guess this was inevitable. Fuego, fuego. <laughs> so GameStop is going into crypto NFTs. Uh, I guess they saw the valuation of Opens, OpenSea, which is the current biggest uh, NFT marketplace on the market, valued like 13 billion or something like that. And so they said that they're going to go into this and try to create their own version of NFT marketplace. So I think the the meme is now closed <laughs> <laughs> or jump uh, upgraded to another level of the hype. Uh, yeah, I think it, it's like, why why not if they, you know, they were propped up by the whole Wall Street bets thing uh, where pretty much a Reddit group invested into their stock and pumped them up to the to the moon. And now they still have the like they have still increased um, stock stock value. Was that like hundred dollars or something like that from those three hundred uh, three three dollars or what was it before? Yeah, it was really really low. Yeah, yeah, something like that. So why not? Like if hype train was your strategy that worked before, why not use it again? Man, I, like with GameStop, I've been speculating so much because they're also releasing their own kind of like Steam kind of where they can like yeah sell games, and there was like four or five different Reddit threads. What basic cryptocurrency they were about to use so i was like buying different cryptocurrencies <laughs> like just speculating purely based on this and i have like 400 euros worth of loopering that i was just holding and then it got announced they're going to use it and it just yeah. to the moon oh yeah okay so that's why uh my crypto portfolio escalated suddenly and it was the loopering one okay now i know yeah. i was really surprised yeah also there is the uh another news which is um close to gaming but not so much but uh remo here um introduced <laughs> this as a as a game pass um type of subscription because taco bell um introduced the taco lovers pass for ten dollars a month the taco bell customers can uh, can get one taco per day for 30 consecutive days so to go uh, pick one taco per day one, that's, yeah, that's the yeah. important ah, part okay go and pick one uh, in person so uh so this is. Uh, and yeah. Do we know how how much one taco costs? Like, what's the offset here? Like, if you pay ten dollars, if you go pick ev like every single day one, how much value do you get? Like thirty dollars or something like in that vicinity. Man, I've never even been to a Taco Bell. Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> exactly. I'm looking forward to seeing how you're gonna like switch this to gaming. I'm really interested. <laughs> no, like it, it's the usual usual way of you know you buy something in beforehand uh, that you get value slowly through um, the trade-off of retention. That that's of course the thing here. Like uh, s same thing as a card to into the gym, with the thing that you actually need to go there every day that that's the different part as we were talking be, be in before the podcast that you don't really go to a gym every day but here you need to go every day if you really want to maximize the value and of course the chain is hoping that when you go there you don't only pick that one free taco or one taco that you have subscribed for but you also take much more stuff of course i wouldn't go for to taco bell for one taco obviously I, but then i would definitely go to to the gym uh, even every day <laughs> even every day isn't it just Taco Bell saying we want predictable <laughs> revenues like every other like SaaS company out there and they're trying to hop on the SaaS train? <laughs> yeah, I'm still still think this is way far from the gaming, but I, <laughs> you know, Remus thinks this is a game pass for sure. I was like, okay, well, you are the game designer in here. I take that. Like even if you remember, even Pokemon, I think work uh, this some kind of a deal that... Uh, 
Pokemon Go, I mean, that they were getting some kind of revenue when they put Pokestops into Starbucks. Yeah, I think there like were some. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it was yeah. like what so it, ago. It, it's close to each other. Like th- this, like the whole okay, like, business okay, model thing is getting closer to the fast food chain industry. <laughs> yes, but having a, a gym or a Pokestop at Starbucks is definitely way closer to the gaming <laughs> rather than. Should we? Taco Lovers Pass. Come on. <laughs> should, 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 we, should we move on to perhaps like the biggest gaming news there, like that's been in like the last year? Yeah, let, let's like move the on. News. <laughs> yeah, we can. I mean, everybody's talking about it. So sure. Why not? So, so of course, please. the biggest news is uh, that Take-Two will buy Zynga, which is the biggest gaming deal ever. Correct, Remo? Or yes. has there been any yeah. other one? Yeah, yeah, ever. Yeah. And... Well, yeah, basically, like, yeah, just wanted to hear, like, a bit of what you guys think about it. Like, personally, I think it's a genius move. I mean, in one fail swoop, uh, Take-Two is, like, as big as Activision, as big as EA. They become a player, and I think it's a genius buy. Well, The big, the big question that market is, of course, asking is, is the price premium on Zynga justified, as you have seen on Take-Two stock? So that's that's like one of the questions because I think they went a little bit sour when they were overbid by EA with Glue acquisition. Mm-hmm. I think also the Codemasters one. Codemasters one, I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah also that one. So probably they just went like, let's pile more money on the table, and and I think it's not even money. It's like three fourth of it is stock from Take Two. Yeah, is it? Yeah. So yeah, that was the question 350, mark. Like. 350 in cash and then 636 in shares is what you get. Yeah. So but what's really interesting is the the actual uh, price, which is 12.7 billion, right? And uh, uh, the revenue for last year in gaming is 181 billion. The overall. Over, <laughs> overall revenue, revenue the in, like <laughs> in the whole industry. So, um, well, kind but of. Yeah, like, if you look off like beneath the surface, so basically take two, they've already bought Social Point, Two Dots, and Nordius, but you haven't seen them use any of Take Two's IP pretty much, which basically says that yeah, Take Two doesn't trust any of the gaming companies that they've already bought, right? So basically well, what they're saying is like we want Zynga to be the custodians of our really valuable IP. And I wouldn't be too surprised if we actually see like a GTA mobile first game come out out of this, which will yeah, definitely make... Yeah, I've read that a m- million times on, on Twitter. Seriously, who, who needs GTA mobile? Seriously. Uh, do you think that the GTA team will like be able to give out their IP to Zynga? Seriously? <laughs> I mean, now that they own them, like, wh- why would you say like no to that? Um, no, no, I'm not talking about like uh, that. They, of course they own them, but I mean... It's completely different beast if you're building yeah. something like GTA Online. It's not like a simple mobile port. Like it, it would take like ludicrous amount of work or manpower just to do that properly. And I don't know if if they have a team that would be able to do that, even at Zynga. Yeah, that, that, so you, that's the question. Do, do you think Remo it was a good buy or a bad buy? Oh, I think it's a good buy because of course Take Two needs to have a mobile strategy, like compared to let's say Activision, which has bought King. Uh, before so they have a like clear mobile play now take two has a clear mobile play so that that's good because they're building an empire pretty much so 
why not? That you know, I think Strauss Elnik, the CEO, he's pretty critical of some of the even free to play and crypto stuff that's been going around lately. But it's like a solid thing if like you look how Zynga went from the downhill thing that went before and now like through all the mergers and acquisitions they pretty much have a really good diversified portfolio like they have merch they have rpg they have casual so yeah they now pretty much bought the ticket into the mobile game players club i would maybe frame this a little bit like compared to the other acquisitions that were there because i know for instance when i was looking into the more pc hardcore crowd people were really surprised when they were comparing it with uh Bethesda, where Microsoft bought Zenimax Media for 7.5 billion, which is the whole portfolio of, you know, Skyrim, Morrowind, Doom, Fallout, IPs, and that's just like nearly less than half what Zynga is taking. And then the other second biggest one that was pretty much overturned by this would be Supercell at 10.2 billion, uh, bought by Tencent in 2016. That seems like pretty justified, even though Supercell is pretty much on a decline of revenue for the last five years, but still making multi-billion revenue a year. So that's there. But, but Singa was public, right? So they have to pay a premium because the stock market is pretty much at an all-time high as well. And they want to oh, close yeah, the yeah. deal. That's, so like, that's the yeah. current, current uh, environment that we live in. That's there. Yeah, but who else, would, who else would, would buy Zynga? I mean, who? There, there you go. Yeah. I don't, uh, yeah, I don't see any other company. Let me ask you both, like if you had to buy stock today, like in either EA, like Activision or in Take-Two, like which stock would you buy right now? And you have to hold it for five years. Remo, you can go first. Definitely not Activision. <laughs> well, I would buy Activision. Why not? I mean, it's fun. And now it's like the, the low, uh, the lowest point for, well, pretty much <laughs> every, <laughs> since the beginning. So it's like, yeah, well, why not? I mean, there definitely there needs to be a turning point for Activision and Blizzard. I mean, there needs to be, and it happened. Well, like, it will happen soon. I still believe that. So, so why not? Yeah, like everybody believes everything, but that sometimes <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, things okay. doesn't yeah. work out like that. Like yeah, exclaim, exclaimer, like nothing is financial advice and all that stuff around it. Ah, that. come on. <laughs> ah, but oh, come on, Rima, which one would you buy then out of the three? Uh, I would say. <laughs> EA, EA has like pretty good one, uh, like a pretty solid rooster. Because keep in mind that they have all of these um, like recurring IPs as the sports ones, and like pretty pretty. pretty st- I, I think they still have the Star Wars one, don't they? Yeah. Even though they're not the exclusive one, but yeah, and they have a lot of like, let's say, diversification. Uh, this whole take two thing could still go pretty wrong if they kind of under underestimated the thing that mobile really needs and like how mobile works it's not that like like the internet has been saying that yeah gta gta mobile like red dead redemption mobile like it's gonna be like super no it's it's even if they're actually going to do it it's gonna be super hard to pull pull it off and execute so that can still go really wrong i don't see like why not but yeah could be could not be i would say ea yeah mr felix asking questions how about you (laughs) Man, I'm actually with you on this one, Machi. I oh, think there like you go. Activision, Activision can like I don't. I think it's hit rock bottom. It can't get lower. <laughs> yeah, you well, you really depends, think so? Depends how. I'm probably long. gonna have to eat those words. I think, but yeah. yeah how, depends how long uh, Bobby will stay there. Uh, <laughs> based on that, we'll see the, the stock rise. But okay, well, good to know. 
Good to know. Uh, to, to be honest, I would maybe also bet on the new Dreamhaven company that all the ex that was a publicly traded. That wasn't a question. Yeah, that wasn't a question. It was not question, three. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't need to add always something. Come on, just stick to <laughs> stick to the question. Like answer the question. Goddamn question. <laughs> But you know, um, so we have what, like Anything 14th, else of 14th of January. Well, we can move on. Look, so 14th yeah. of January, like already two um, acquisitions. And uh, now you are the, the star of the of the acquisition news. Uh, well, not you personally, but like, I guess the, the company you work with. And, uh, and the latest news was the blockchain gaming platform Forte has revealed that it's acquired network. There you go, nice. So congrats, Mr. Felix, and the congrats to the network team. The, the network team will join Forte as a part of the transaction with the network games team forming a new independent games company, Network Studios. Okay, so this is, this is really interesting. Like, how would that work? Like, what's the Network Studios? If you, if you actually yeah, can comment on that. So I can't comment too much, yeah, not well, because I can't, but because I don't know that much. Yeah, well, of <laughs> uh, course, yeah. But what I do know is basically that like half the platform or the platform team is going to Forte. I'm mm. part of the people going to Forte. Uh, nice. I haven't had any meetings with them yet, so I don't know anything. So unfortunately, mm -hmm. yeah, I can't give any inside scoops. But well, don't worry, don't worry. This is not the, the last last podcast, so I will uh, I will ask this again. Can, can, <laughs> can we establish? You will. Can we establish what Forte does actually? Because I'm I'm still having it a little bit hazy. What actually they're doing? So from my understanding, Forte is the platform, and they're trying to build like kind of a platform play to allow developers to easily build blockchain games and kind of yeah create the ecosystem around it. So. I guess the closest thing you can compare it to is like a Unity play on blockchain, but with a bit of some other like companies mm. thrown in. But like, so, so, so do I understand it right that they would really like for all the games they would publish to be on the same blockchain and interoperable? I believe so, but like having not coin. been in any meetings yet with them, I, I don't know. <laughs> okay, but I have checked course. their website, and <laughs> basically on their website, they have a long <laughs> list of like gaming companies that they've signed up, and basically they have kind of endorsed their platform. And of mm -hmm. course, having raised like a billion dollars of capital, that does help uh, the road, like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> getting down bit. the road quite a, a lot. Bit. Yeah, like yeah. like the, the the natural competitor to this is what Gala Games. I think they have also their Gala Gala Coin and like a lot of publishing in but nobody in said anything currently. about coins i mean but but it's it's blockchain man like okay, it's all so about coins <laughs> ah, okay mr <laughs> mr nft blockchain games uh skeptic and uh and whatever you know what tell you what both like once i've actually settled down and know a bit more i'll give you guys a complete rundown what's going on and what like kind Ooh. of the vision and stuff like that is but until i've actually know anything because it was announced publicly yesterday <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, okay. it's a bit too early <laughs> trying to figure this out technically like what would be the biggest help for like a company that's building blockchain games and like i was briefly looking to all of that stuff and it's just all really really hard to like properly figure out which one you want to choose and like how to make the friction as as minimal as possible of course because you have not only the, the like the big friction like how many hoops you need to go through but also they are like transfer fees and gas fees and like fees all the way around like even if you want to play something let's say like currently axie infinity for instance you need to like pay a lot of money just to get there to buy the cats 
$1,800 I looked up like last week to play. Like, and like, it's like, a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot. So for me, this screams just like from the surface that they would be able to give you their own infrastructure on the blockchain, which means you're going on their chain. And it's Correct. also nothing to do with the uh, with the how you would play the game, and uh, if you actually need <laughs> in to this world, nobody's talking about the games anyway. <laughs> There's just white papers <laughs> all over, no gameplay mechanics, man. But I think <laughs> it's just a bit too early to start talking about it. Like I'm, I've played a bunch of blockchain games in the last couple of weeks, and like none of them have been particularly very good. There's but like, like remember the mobile quality. games when we first started? Like they they were not good either, and they evolved. And what's happening now in the industry is. A, everyone is talking about blockchain, and B, everyone who's a VC or has a bit of money is pouring in capital into of kind of Web3 and like this. So like those two things combined will mean that C, like there will be some kind of outcome. It might be here, it might be here, but you know, there will be some outcome in some time and it will be incorporated somehow mm. yeah, overall into gaming. Like By the way, I, I love the Web3 thing. Like it's pretty much yeah, everything it, and amazing. nothing. Everybody, it's everything that everybody dreams of and nobody oh, knows what no, it that, is. That, yeah, that was the, the screenshot on LinkedIn or wherever I found it. It was like, yeah, there's this one, uh, one guy really happy about uh, how the Web3 Web actually helped him hire uh, a community manager from his community on Discord in a day. And he was saying like, oh, wow, this would never happen in a Web2 environment. Like, how the fuck would this never happen? Come on, like, do, did you hear about freelancers, for example? They can jump immediately Upwork. into your company? Or Upwork or Fiverr Upwork? or whatever. Who, yeah, <laughs> like, what? Seriously, come on. <laughs> uh, I mean, I also like pretty excited about the Web3 and the blockchain games and everything. I mean, this year, we will definitely see <laughs> which of those games that are still in... Uh, in production or if we can call it still exist still Remo, ex from, from your perspective like your game like is there any blockchain game right now that you've seen from a purely design perspective that you're like hmm, this has potential or this is interesting mm, like currently i think the I, i've been looking into crypto raider thing that that has like an interesting economy but for me it seems that much of it that they built in the game is more uh tailored towards the investors because they have like four or five different staking currencies and like investor currencies that you need to like you know stake for six months and then you get something for it. it's pretty much like stocks and dividends and and yeah that's nice and i think it's great uh but the whole game is pretty much student prototype of like something that you would play in like before 20 years so <laughs> it all boils down to me to be honest that in the end at the end of this all crypto hype, we will need to have great games that they will assign the value to the to items, properties, whatever mm -hmm. they have it within them, because players will be the ones that will assigning the value. And I don't really think we need to get into this ludicrous valuation that there's like two and two hundred and fifty k for a like ape picture. It it would be completely okay if these items would be having valuations like five to ten dollars, but then they would be traded on a really big scale of like millions of players a day and it's it's completely okay like well, I, I would still imagine this would get as close as to something like let's say early days of world of warcraft wherein where it was normal that yeah of course on gray zone or illegally you would trade world of warcraft golds and then you would end up with this whole chinese farmer thing but in the end it, it's the same thing there that that you would assign like a real dollar value to an item in the game and then somehow get it out from 
either illegally or through some kind of borderline gray zone and, and just pretty much play the game because you wanted to have the item to help you in the game. Well, you know, like this year, we will definitely see um, some new games uh, and, uh, and I hope rising quality of those games and, uh, you know, with the economy and the game design actually <laughs> inside, inside those games. Game mechanics. <laughs> game mechanics, yeah, <laughs> game mechanics as well. And uh, I would be very interested to see if um, we, we will manage to, to see those games on, uh, on an App Store. I mean, right now, the problem of the App Store or the, the blockchain games on the App Store is the secondary market. So I can, yeah, I can understand that. But what I see is going to happen like during this year, because obviously the web browser, it's not that scalable as mobile devices or mobile apps or mobile games. So... We can we can see that for for years already. So I guess the the next thing for these uh, these games is having the the marketplace or the secondary marketplace on the web, connected to the mobile app, and uh, that's it basically. Uh, working on the background, so you will buy whatever you want to buy on the secondary market and then uh, use it in the game. But you will actually pay on the on the web rather than in the games. In in this case, this would definitely be in line with the Google or Apple guidelines. Yeah, yeah, but for how long? Because it means that yeah, they would circumvent completely through the cryptocurrency their store cut. Which, if if we assume that these games will be mainly living on the transaction fee of their marketplaces, of will tr- circumvent the store cut. Which is the big problem that nobody's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because even but think about it, like how the revenue model of this game would look like. Like imagine like two years forward. What's the revenue type of like if we have for for instance now like you have what like typical mid core game seventy percent IP thirty percent ads how the revenue will look like uh, on like the, the share model on a crypto game like how much of it will there be even any microtransactions going through the store? But isn't that why everyone's getting super excited because basically the premise is that you can actually change the way you design games to more align with players because you can rely on monetary and fiscal policy to like. Yeah, and then the community yeah, will build the games for, yeah, for community you. Community will build the game. Yeah, I really yeah, like that one. Like that will never happen. Sorry. <laughs> like communities can uh, contribute. I didn't to say that. Game, I said basically will... you can do different payment me- methods because you don't have to do <laughs> microtransactions. But yeah, but you know you have four percent or whatever, like very low percentage of the transaction volume as yeah. a, as a revenue. Keep for in the mind that the microtransactions, even though you cut all the taxes and store cut from it, are going directly into your pocket. Yeah. Trans- transaction fee is not. Transaction fees just minuscule 5% something out of the assets that are floating around the marketplace. So you think this all bullshit around like monetary and fiscal policy? Like I can see how you can say like, yeah, community develops the game. Yeah, sure. But, but like what you, you really like don't, you don't really don't see the potential in that. Like, like, like developers basically selling the, the currency? To, to no, the players? like basically like, like they either charge a tax every time there's like a transaction or they keep like a reserve of tokens and then they sell off like a strategic moment. I still think like people that, that are talking about free to play dying and free to play oh. being like too complicated and oh, like no, that's not even more complicated with crypto. Much okay, more yeah. complicated. Yeah, let's not go there because it uh yeah, we can we can definitely discuss that uh, later on because I definitely have a very strong opinion about like uh, now it's very similar to the premium game saying uh, the free-to-play is a cancer. So now the same thing is like Web3 or the blockchain gaming uh, companies like saying, oh, well, free-to-play, that's that's cancer, you know. 
game, gamers are paying but not getting anything back. Like, oh, okay, okay. Never let's bothered move anyone on. for yeah, last let's 10 move years. On. <laughs> yeah, let's move on. This is, this is ridiculous. <laughs> are we actually moving on to uh, my favorite topic that you guys were both against? Yeah, we can. But I'm actually excited about this. Oh, so yeah, definitely. We're going to do predictions. I know you both absolutely hate predictions. So I'm going to ask you two predictions for 2022. And I'm going to ask you one question about kind of looking back. And basically, I'll ask. Yeah, like you, can first ask, one of you. yeah. you can ask whatever you want, but you go first because we are, you are the mister. I'm asking questions today. So uh, you, you, you can answer already. <laughs> Your you first go. prediction. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the, what's the first prediction, mister, asking questions? No, no so I would say like, what's the biggest, like, who's the biggest winner in mobile, in the mobile gaming ecosystem in 2022? And basically... The clear winner I have is Apple Search Ads. Oh. Like they are so the oh biggest winner. God. How is how are they the, the biggest winner? I mean, dude, they're seriously. growing like crazy. Growing have you not where? seen? Have you seen like how, the like revenue? We, their money, Mate. Their money is growing. Like no no game is able to scale on Apple Search Ads. Period. Period. I'm not saying I'm not saying mobile games. I'm saying in general in the mobile space, they will okay. have like some of the biggest growth rates. Period. Like, yeah, they've pretty much gone from a, like one billion, and they're gonna be growing like crazy. Like they rob okay. Facebook's like bank. It's amazing. It's true. It's true that uh, for um, mobile apps, definitely works. For games, not that much. But still, I wouldn't say Apple Search Ads, but uh, yeah, well, we'll see. Definitely. So that's the question. Is the question answered? Like, who's the biggest winner in mobile I gaming to, uh, ecosystem? Yeah, I want. I want. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, in your face, <laughs> Mr. Question, Mr. Question right. Mark. Do you, you do either of you two want to answer that question, or uh, have you guys been questioned too much today? Well, honestly, in mobile gaming ecosystem. Uh, huh. I would say it will be the one who edges the fa fastest that that will be the winner currently because everybody is now searching for this kind of a hybrid cross promo cross no, no sorry not cross platform I meant model that is scalable and that you pretty much can unchain from the stores like I would say something similar like Genshin like that's a good example of a game that's pretty much rolling to everybody and it's like you can play the same quality game on mobile, on PC, on I I, I don't know if they're browser. They're, they're probably not browser. I don't think so. But in the end, the, the game that I'm talking about here will be probably also browser. That it will be pretty much everywhere, and that I think will be the clear winner here. E crypto or not, doesn't matter. Yeah, you know, um, I would say the biggest winner in the mobile gaming ecosystem in 2022 will be PlayerX because they will get bought and uh, the valuation <laughs> will be. Will be bigger than the Zynga. Zynga? I know. I know. I, I I I told you, Remo, in last week that it's gonna be less. But now, I think it's gonna be more. Or or Dream Games. Who's gonna actually. buy? Who's gonna Who's gonna buy Playrix? Do you think? Yeah. Well, uh, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> no idea yet. No idea yet. No idea yet. Okay. So it's Playrix or or Dream Games actually or Dream Games. Dream Games. Uh, Dream is, is never gonna be that big as as Playrix. Oh well, that's gonna definitely be way bigger than than them. For sure, I, I'm. I'm pretty. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> confident about that. I didn't. I, I'm, not, say, I'm game, not saying you know when. That. I'm not saying when, but they. <laughs> they have one game, man. Playrix has a portfolio of the same scale of games. Yeah, but Dream Games just started. Just yeah, started. No, but, but Playrix can buy Dream Games, and then your your predictions fucked. 
<laughs> That's what happens with predictions. You, they are not based on anything. The only, the only predictions that are actually relevant, in my opinion, are the the deconstructor of fun ones because they are actually based on data, <laughs> <laughs> which we are not doing here. At and all. which we are not doing here, of course. I mean, I've wrote some. Okay, so I wrote some predictions the last year. Finally, I mean, even after the, all those years, I was uh, bitching about it. And uh, they're coming live next week, so uh, you can uh, you can wait for them. I'm not spoiling anything. Okay, huh? I'm well, not spoiling okay. anything. Writing predictions. Well, oh, yeah. then you can then you can answer the second question I had. Who will be the biggest loser in the mobile gaming oh, ecosystem yeah. in 2022? So Facebook already happening. I mean, already happening. Facebook is losing um, all the quality traffic. It's it's ridiculously expensive, and, uh, and definitely I'm seeing a, a very big. Uh, downward trend for facebook so uh, um, good luck and also i got what's a ban the, personal the... ban on my account from facebook so this is also like a contributing <laughs> what were you to doing? the prediction i don't i don't what know what were you I, doing nothing that's the thing i didn't do oh. anything and then like i on 2nd of january i just logged into the facebook and like said yeah well you know you have a uh, you have a ban you can't advertise for uh, 28 days like seriously Okay, amazing. <laughs> uh, what's the counterplay? How how do you see the counterplay from Facebook side? Like what what they can do to offset this? If you were Zuck right now, what would you do, Mate? Well, they yeah. already you know they already like moving towards the metaverse, uh, bullshit, <laughs> so you know there okay, you go. Let's, let's keep this play. Just yeah, there you move go. to the metaverse. No, well, it's not Facebook anymore. Sorry, so it's Meta. So there you go. Okay. Haptic, haptic feedback. Uh, yeah, gloves. I don't know. Haptic everything. feedback gloves. That's what uh, they th- should th- move th- into. There should be a headset announced like uh, pretty soon. Shouldn't be like Q1, uh, the new one that they show at the conference, I think. Look, do you see my face? That's I don't care face. <laughs> about, <laughs> about, the, about the new about the new Facebook uh, Facebook thing and then like, uh, not Facebook, sorry. The meta one? The meta one, uh, the headset. Because, well. It, we are still pretty far from like uh, all these headsets and VR stuff like being real or like very close to reality. So well, we have. Uh, it's pretty real, just not commercially viable yet. Yeah, That's well, the of course. Problem. Okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> Felix, loser, where, you wanna, where, where uh, is your? Me? Where is your? Yeah, where is your answer? Mr. I was Felix? actually thinking about Facebook, but then I decided actually to saying Iron Source because basically, mm-hmm. app loving buying Mopub oh, yeah. in the last oh, yeah, year. Yeah. And now they must own, at least from mediation perspective, they must have at least like 70, 80% of the market, if not even more. And if you look at Iron Source stock, since they went public, uh, they've basically yeah. gone down about 50%. Like they were trading at 14, now they're trading at seven. And that's in less than six months, it's gone down that quick. And basically like app loving is just so well, massive right it. now. Yeah, they have it. such an uphill battle like Iron Source. Like it's... Yeah. Yeah, it was it's really funny. Be tough. Like, yeah. Uh Applavin bought Mopub and then uh when like one or two weeks Iron Source announced buying Tubjoy. Like yeah, well <laughs> definitely uh, not a not a very good thing. No, but nevertheless. Remo? Biggest loser? Yeah. Mm. Still thinking. I think probably the opposite of the winner, as I said, like the one that moves the most slowest, you know, so pretty much relying on the current models. Do you remember wh- what was the first sentence that I, I said when we opened the, the session? No bullshit gaming podcast, so please stop with these like <laughs> generic answers <laughs> and just say, say Maybe one, Rima say should one. Rima should run for like 
politics or like open office that like yeah. that was like he has not made anyone angry yet in this yeah, podcast exactly. and that's yeah, very skillfully done i gotta say yeah exactly well this is not how you know this okay, is yeah, how the, are you applying for a job at facebook let, are you looking yeah. for a job uh, at facebook <laughs> let's stick to my theory that i said before so i would say activision Ooh. activision blizzard okay 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 cool because that that will go and will confirm my theory with the sentence I was saying before that the slowness because the whole brain drain is slowing them down yeah. really really hard so it means they won't have a new release they won't have anything new on the pipeline which will be like a big problem for them mm. okay uh, that makes sense actually well, we, there you go you know when that's push a great comes answer. to shove he comes out with a great answer he's yeah, going to push him a, a bit <laughs> <laughs> All right, last one, but this is kind of looking back. So, Remo, what was the biggest surprise you saw in mobile gaming ecosystem in 2021? The thing that surprised you the most? Uh, uh, I would say <laughs> probably something from that whole NFT crypto space because I still think, like, of course, like the whole world about like Ponzi schemes and everything. Like, I think last. Yesterday, I was like researching some things on the Crypto Raiders thing, and I said, I, I heard that there's like 3K players on the whole game that has multi million transaction value a day. And like, this this doesn't check out. Like, I'm sorry. What do you think? It's like bots or what? Or, or like, or, or even better, even better. Like, if you remember the article about Peter Molyneux selling <laughs> plotlands in his yeah, not yeah, yeah. <laughs> not yet released game for fi- fifty four million. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the one. Sorry, that's the one. That's the biggest surprise. That's true. <laughs> well, like, the biggest uh, surprise uh, for me, dude. Uh, like, like if people have so much money to spare on on things that are so uncertain, like, don't know. Of course, I mean, there's a lot of money around. It's like uh, too you know. much money. Actually. Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, you can see you can see that on. Uh, the I'm bike. not surprised why we're having like seven to eight digit percent inflation all over the place. <laughs> well, well, buy uh, buy a land in crypto and move there. You will. <laughs> will get. It's it's kind of good. Because if you, if you remember, I don't know, like I I read up one thing actually. You know that Dutch tulip craze that a lot of people are comparing like yeah, some yeah. of the NFT stuff right now. I actually mm. read up. A bit before this, like what actually caused that bubble to pop? One sixteen hundred, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly that one. And the thing that actually caused the bubble, like the catalyst that caused the prices to plummet, was they had an auction for basically these bulbs in like some tier two city in Holland, and no one showed up to the auction. And the word of that like spread like wildfire, and that's when the prices plummeted. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if like something similar could happen actually in kind of the gaming space. Like there's a big game that gets like announced. And they don't sell anything in the pre-sales or anything like that. And then all prices, as a like result, just everyone just decides to get out. <laughs> you mean like one bad mint? <laughs> yeah, but that's that's not gonna happen because, like, like you said, like there's so so much money out there. Like, what what, what would you do? Like, you're bored VC with a lot of money. It's like, yeah, well, there's a there is one game, one big game with the name, with the IP, whatever. And then you know, do you want to invest? Uh, of course. I think it, it won't everything. be it it won't be that mint. It it will be probably more of a like delivery problem when yeah, some of these things comes to the table. Like now's the time to deliver on your promises, and there will be nothing. So I guess that will be probably the catalyst. Because if you let's say take into account Star Citizen, which already crossed like four hundred million and still wasn't released, like yeah. that's a marvel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mache, biggest surprise you saw last year? Uh, well. In mobile gaming, let's say it was uh, definitely Unity as a, as a UA channel, but 
the biggest surprise for me, and uh, we discussed this um, last week, uh, was or this week, I'm not sure, was the um, the the reality star um, starting an NFT uh, collection from her farts. So you have fart jars selling. She pictures was, of fart yeah, jars. Pictures of fart jars because she was doing this on OnlyFans, made 200k, and then obviously. Uh, ended up Got in hospital, hospital. Ended up in hospital <laughs> because obviously you can't fart that many times. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, now she moved. She moved this uh, whole activity and collection to NFT. I mean, this is this is amazing. I mean, how people can actually create these type of things. I mean, I'm they're really surprised. So this would be definitely like the biggest surprise i mean not it's not mobile gaming but <laughs> definitely in all the like nft space um in the last couple of uh, months yeah no comment on that that's just oh, no, yeah, you, you, <laughs> yeah you, you need to digest that Ooh. <laughs> you know, i'm i'm a dad so i uh, i'm allowed to use these dad jokes and <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah okay so felix what about you my biggest surprise is a bit boring since my previous answer but it's still the mopop deal like it's just like goldman sachs bought the nasdaq and no one cares and yeah it's just yeah mind-boggling that was my biggest surprise okay in okay, mobile well, gaming mobile gaming. that is definitely gaming news yeah yeah that is definitely gaming news okay yeah mr mr game designer <laughs> yeah <laughs> you still got to distribute these games remo you got to keep that in mind yeah yeah sure. <laughs> Uh, what do we yeah. have next well i think uh i think i think actually we can uh we can stop here and uh and leave some uh some room for our next discussions in the in the next couple of weeks uh because well this was the first uh first session we had so uh definitely uh fun fun one but look Guys, uh, thank you very much for listening and, uh, you know, how it is with the, with the new uh, TV shows. Uh, the first couple of um, episodes are pretty shitty, but then it gets better. So <laughs> if you didn't like this one, don't worry. Um, keep listening and uh, definitely uh, keep sharing feedback to us. We definitely want to hear everything you have on your mind and, and heart as well. So we can uh, keep improving. And, uh, yeah, thank you very much, Felix and, and Jakub. Um, see you next time. See ya. See ya. And by the way, uh, Felix, if you if you like speak to the mic, that would be definitely better. <laughs> Keeping it close. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like that. That's amazing. Go. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Okay, moving on. Yep. Okay. Uh, so yeah, what's uh, what comes next? Well, we have the the Lego. Uh, Lego. Come on, a Lego. <laughs> oh, what the fuck. 